This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It is time to do a podcast. This is when we take our nuts out and we just cut things up. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Let's take our nuts out. So, uh, you know, I still have friends in the uh, Tampa Bay area, Jerry, where I was a uh, standout sports reporter slash... (laughs) That's funny. Sports radio producer from uh, 1994. What big story did you break to stand out? I broke no stories. I was not a story breaker. We were reactionary, Jerry. But I was there from 94 to early 2001. You were Uh, seven years? Seven years. I thought it was like two or three. No, I was there seven years. The best seven years of your life. (laughs) Uh, anyway, when I was there in the seven years, we had uh, hurricane scares yeah, being sure. down there. But nothing ever really hit us other than uh, some heavy rains, of course. Of course. But we never really, every time there was a hurricane headed our way up the Gulf. Took a left the Gulf turn. Coast, yeah, we'd take a left turn and probably go hit Sadly, Louisiana. Louisiana, right. That, that state gets hit with everything. But now we have this hurricane again, and this is the thing. Like We talk about how it sucks to live here, and Florida would be awesome. This is when it sucks to live in Florida. Agreed. You get these situations. Where you have to evacuate. Yeah, Or that's the thing. You have to make the decision. Yeah. And what would you do? I always wonder, like, evacuate where? Where do you want me to go? I think for me, if I I move to Florida, and so, like, right now, would be a good time to make a decision, I would think. I would guess that would be the time I'd say, guys, pack a bag. We're going to go see your grandparents. But you're going to get on a plane, you think? Or, or drive up. Or drive up, yeah. yeah. Either way, I'd stay ahead of it, and I probably would because I. you would hope. I mean, you just said this doesn't happen often. Right. In, in the Tampa area, there are certain times when you don't know. But I would think in a case when it looks like it's going to be a direct hit, my idea would be if we lived somewhere else, I would want to come home five or six times a year anyway to see my parents. Not going to do it every month. Right. But every eight to ten weeks, I would think I would like to come spend a couple of days with them to see them. They ain't getting any younger. So I would probably use that every time as an opportunity to come home and see family. And, yeah, the kids are going to be taken out of school for a few days, but I would think down there they're going to understand why. And that's what I would do. But then it's also weird because then you're – 
leaving your home and you have no idea what's going to go on. You don't. You have no idea. But I also think part of what you buy and where you buy is understanding if you're in a flood zone, how it might do in the air. Like if I buy a house by the ocean, (laughs) I'm really coming home not knowing what the hell I'm walking into. If I buy a condo and I'm on the third floor or I buy a townhouse or something that's more inland, I don't think that I would be all that concerned other than the roof blowing off. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying. And then I think uh, over the years that they've changed the building codes in hurricane areas where they have to, you know, so I think you're better off if you're you're in a newer construction place mm-hmm. than someplace that's, uh, you know, was built in the 20s. You might be right. But then I also start to think like these homes that were built in the 20s or whatever, they've been standing all these years. Well, homes built in the 20s around here are built better than homes built now. They're built with much thicker and sturdier materials. Yeah. I remember the house we moved from five years ago, four years ago, whatever it is. I guess it's is it five years already. Holy crap, it's five years ago now. Wow. The house we moved from five years ago was built in 19... It was either 48 or 58. I don't remember. I think it was 1958. And I do remember when we would have worked on the contractors would come and be like, this thing is like an anchor. <laughs> like it was... The wood was thick thick and it was quality and the sheetrock was plaster it wasn't sheetrock like it was built great and i remember going through sandy the house didn't shake like nothing these other houses i've been in you think the house is going to be you know the wizard of oz like the house is going to get picked up and thrown somewhere yeah so the older houses were made better yeah gina's house uh was built in 1922 and a hundred years ago, a hundred years ago. Yeah. It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. What's weird is she has a picture that was, I think at the historical society of the town of Spring Lake. And there's a picture of her house with like a, you know, one of those really old Fords in the driveway. Yeah, sure. It looks so weird. Cause it's like, that's the same house. Yeah. The only difference is time has passed. Yeah. That house just continues to live on. It just lives on. Yeah. The other problem when uh, you get hurricanes, like I said, just even in that seven years I was there, we had hurricane scares and none of them, they all turned away even at the last second, is that's what stops people from leaving, is that you have years and years of it turning so you don't do anything and then it's too late. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But again, for me, it would depend on where I was living, what type of area I was in and what type of home I'm in. And you're right. you got to plan out like, okay... If you're going to fly out, you got to do that way in advance because then everyone panics and flies out. Yeah, I would probably drive. Yeah. I'd probably just drive away somewhere. But now the hurricane's chasing you. Like you said, you've got to stay a certain amount yeah, of... you got to stay ahead of it. Ahead of it. But a hurricane doesn't move at 80 miles an hour either. Right. It goes slowly. Right. It takes a couple days to get to where For it's sure. going. I mean, you're doing 80 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. These things do 80 miles in three days. That's true. Right, because it sits there just soaking your area. Yeah. I mean, you can have a fast-moving storm. It ain't going 80 miles an hour. Yeah. If it is, then all of a sudden you're in a different time warp, time zone. <laughs> that, that'd be moving. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that one that hit Miami that one year. Really, like, just leveled mm-hmm. Miami. Yeah. There have been a couple of them, actually. And then we just build more places again to get leveled again. Sadly. And that's the thing when you've seen in New Orleans and these people, they start rebuilding. It's like, you know you're rebuilding, but you know it's coming back. It's got to be so frustrating. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, so shout out to uh, the Florida area. And I guess it's going to cut right across the state. Yeah, that's what it looks like. My parents right now are in Orlando. So I 
don't know what their plans are. Did you know you can, uh, I don't know why I'm just thinking about this right now, On definitely on the Amazon Fire Stick. It may be on other devices as well. It could be a channel. You could get the local news from all these yeah. different cities. Yeah. Like you could go to uh, the mm-hmm. Tampa Fox affiliate. Yeah. And they only play the news. They don't play like what, what you programs. Also, Roku has a channel of live cameras all over the world, which I find mesmerizing. Yeah. I like going to the ones in Hawaii when it's snowing out in the winter. And, you're like, oh. and I put it on and you see people frolicking in the yeah. beach. Look at me frolic. It's like the Waikiki Marriott. Yeah. And it's like... Are they clear photos? Because the, the some are, cameras some around the world are always terrible. Some are terrible. Some are really good. Depends upon if they updated. Yeah, you know there are even like um, there's good Jersey Shore cameras if you Google them, where you can see what's going on in Point Pleasant or on the boardwalk and seaside, and it's cool. It is neat. I mean, that used to be an old website. Like when the internet first came out, they had uh, Earth cams, mm-hmm. and they were just different. Yep, they put a camera there, or it'd be like a. You could watch the pandas at the Bronx Zoo here on a camera. Which is kind of funny. There's one for, uh, I haven't done this in a couple of years, but there was one, there was a camera, an overhead, kind of like they have the turnpike cams. Yeah. There was one on a highway in Texas. And you would put it on and just trucks whistling by. <laughs> vroom, vroom. And I'm sitting there like, what am I, why am I watching yeah. this? And I just found it, this is why I always told you, I find it interesting when you see like the truck go by. What's that guy's life? Like, can I beam myself into that truck and just be with him just to see what it's like for a day? Like, you're in Texas doing what? Right. Just on a, on yeah. any old highway. Like, have you ever thought about, like, your problems or your area, your family? It's like this tiny little space. And there is an entire universe out there that somewhere else there's someone just like you with problems or success stories just like you, but they're doing it in Wyoming. Right. And the only reason why they're in Wyoming is because that's where they were born. That's yeah, where probably. their family was before them. Probably. And the only reason they probably don't leave is feelings. Right. You know, like you, I'm sure, would have no problem picking up and leaving if you didn't want to not be so far away from your parents. Right. You're emotionally connected. You would feel bad breaking up with Gina. But you could. And you could start a new life. A whole new in, life. Uh, new Mexico. I'm heading to New Mexico, everybody. See you, Al. Sports talk, New Mexico style. I'm just saying, it's just, it is amazing. Same stores, same strip malls. Well, that's why we talked about uh, Annie, who used to work here at the radio station as picked a saleswoman. She just picked up and moved to Australia. And loves it. All right. going on, I mean, that is really, like, picking up and going to, like, Dallas. It's, you know, there's a Home Depot, there's a Lowe's. There's Absolutely. A, you pick up and go to uh, Australia. You're on a whole different time zone. A whole—I di- don't know if they speak English there. They do speak English. Oh, so that's better. <laughs> what did you think they speak? Oh, I don't know. Australian. What I don't does know that what sound like? Good day, mate. <laughs> that's still English. Kyrie. <laughs> still English. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that actually—that's the coolest thing to do—is you relocate to a completely different country, completely different culture, but they speak English. Why don't you show some balls and move to Kazakhstan? That Do they be... speak English? Oh, I don't know what the hell they speak. Yeah. Don't Australia know. seems cool, though. I agree. It'd be neat to go. You got kangaroos just running around, Jerry. I do wonder if I never got married or had children, where I'd be. I don't know if I would still be right here or if I would have explored 
expanding my career. Mm-hmm. If I would have moved to Dallas for a chance to work in that market around the Cowboys and, you know, I do wonder where I would be right now. I love my parents to death, but I wouldn't stay here. I would make sure I came back a lot because let's be honest, I don't see them more than a couple times a month anyway. Yeah, that's the weird thing that we do that where we're like, uh, oh, I don't want to leave my where my parents are, where my sister is. or And yet we see them like once. I might see my sister two four times a year. Yeah. She lives 45 minutes away. She might as well be in Canada. Our schedules are different. Our lives are different. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. And I know it's easier to go see them, but we don't, I mean, again, it's just, and I actually feel like if I moved away, you'd appreciate it more when you did see them and you would make more of an effort to see them because you really can't as opposed to right now you can. So they go, okay, well, maybe next time. Well, sometimes there's not going to be a next time. Right. And when Jerry, when you're like the person who moves away and you come back, everyone's excited to see you. Absolutely. Like when my uncle comes up from Dallas, Uncle Joe's coming back. Everybody get together. We're going to get together and have pizza. So this is what's so sad about that. So my cousins from California, once every couple of years, rent a house in Manasquan from a friend of theirs from California that owns the home. And beautiful house. So we could go literally months without seeing the entire family. I'll see my parents, but won't see the rest of the family. Anthony and Rita and their two boys come up. We get to get, we make a point to get together every day for a week to spend as much time as we can with them because otherwise we're not going to see them. Meantime, we don't we don't try and do that to see each other. Yeah, it's and then they leave and then we're right back to our lives. I'll see you in a couple weeks, maybe a month. I'll see you at Christmas. Wow. But then the other thing is too, once you move away, you think like, oh, I'll come back every two months and visit, and then. One month, you know, one of the months, something is, doesn't work with the schedule. I and think all of that a sudden depends. Yes, but I do think that depends on why you, what you're tied to. Yeah. If I was single, I really do think I would come back every few months to see them or they would come see them. I do think that. Family, kids, sports, school, things get a little dicey. And I agree with you. Time very quickly passes. But I think it was by myself. Like, you make a point to see your parents every month. You're not close. Right. We're about an hour all right, so let's say you didn't live in Bradley Beach. Let's say you took a job in Virginia Beach. I guarantee you you'd still see them once a month. You'd make yeah. a point to. I don't know. Probably. I'm not saying you move to Hawaii and you're going to be able to come see them once a month. But something within a couple of hour drive or a couple of hour flight, two, three hour flight, you make a point. I That's think. why I think the Carolinas are cool. I do too. You know, you're you're within driving distance. It's better weather. You're still East Coast. Yeah, and if it's North Carolina, you're talking eight hours, not that big a deal. And what was South Carolina? Mm, Myrtle Beach was 10 hours and 10 minutes. That's far. It is far, but it's doable. It's also like, hey, can you come up to the, you know, today or tomorrow? We could use some help with something. And it's seven o'clock in the morning. You know what? I'll be there by dinner. Let me get going. You could do it. Right. No problem. Or you could hop on a flight that takes an hour and 10 minutes. Yes. At a small airport that you walk right in and there's no one there. That's the one you did. You did that? Myrtle Beach? Yeah. Oh, my God. So awesome. Really? Yes. And what airline goes there? I flew Spirit, which I had no idea. Brand new planes. Out of Newark? Uh, When did I go? Uh, Yeah, out of Newark. Oh. Yep. Hmm. Spirit Airlines, you say? Yep. All right. How about that? I have two quick stories for you, Jerry. All right. I have them right here in my hands. Let me see which one I'm going to do first. All right. How about this one, Jerry? I'll give you the headline. A British woman hospitalized for three days 
after dog poos on her face while sleeping. A British woman spent three days in the hospital after her daughter's dog pooped in her mouth as she slept. Oh, dude. A 51-year-old woman, she was taking an afternoon nap when uh, her daughter's pet chihuahua got ill and suffered diarrhea. Oh, my God. I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth. It was disgusting, and I was hurling violently for hours after. I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. And this wasn't from Friday night for you, right? This was not for me. (laughs) The dog went to the vet where the dog was diagnosed with a stomach bug. Oh, my God. Then she, the woman who got pooped in her mouth. pooped the bug into her mouth? Yeah. She began also having the same symptoms as the dog. Of course, you might have a stomach bug from, I don't know, eating poop. Yeah, it's not healthy. No, I can't imagine it would be. Yep. So uh, her symptoms worsened over the next 48 hours with cramps all over her body. Even in her legs, I was so dehydrated from being sick and having diarrhea that my kidneys shriveled to half their size. Walnut kidneys. Yeah, little walnut kidneys. She was kept in hospital for three days until they flushed the infection out of her through a uh, uh, like a uh, IV drip. That sounds terrible. My discharge note from the hospital said that I'd suffered a gastrointestinal infection caused by a dog defecating in my mouth. Something doctors had never witnessed before, she said. (laughs) Nor has they ever played a clip like that until tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) The woman says of the dog, I've forgiven Belle, that was the dog's name, I've forgiven Belle for her little accident, and I still love her with all my heart, but I will definitely be more mindful of what position we sleep in in the future. Yeah. You know, good for her, because there are some people that would go home and punt that dog across the room. So good for she her. knows it wasn't the dog's fault, Jerry. Of the dog not. was ill, had diarrhea. She just happened to have her mouth. Don't open. sleep with your mouth open, <laughs> <laughs> or don't let the dog sleep on your face. Or that, or that, Jerry. We brought you uh, a story here. I believe it was last week about the local weatherman from New York One. Oh yeah, yeah. He had been fired yep. for uh, entertaining other adult men on an adult website. Yep. Uh, which uh, the somebody which he is suing now for. You know, there's a thing now called revenge porn. Yes. Where somebody took screen grabs of this, of him being nude on a site for other men, and they sent it to his parents and to his place of business of which they fired him. Terrible. Really terrible. But I did find out now one extra uh, bit of information. I, I found out which uh, website he was, he was on, Jerry. He was on the a website called... Large Penis Support Group website. What is that? That's the uh, that's the adult website that he he was on. But it's a support group. I think they just call it that as a hilarious thing. Oh, Large Penis Support Group website. Would you even think to Google that? No. Have you since you read this article? No. I although will you. <laughs> I was going to say, in fairness, I just read the article. <laughs> I will not. Uh, I will not. No know. chance. Like at no point today when you're doing your Bobby approved, you know, uh, box card uh, chips that you like to eat with salsa yeah. to make them taste like Tostitos, you won't think, huh, I'm really, what am I doing for the next six hours? Let me check on the large penis support group website. It is show prep. It is. I could probably uh, join it if there's a fee and just <laughs> ask Spike if I could expense it. Carton and Roberts got the dummy. You get the big penis. <laughs> By the way, group, sorry. How about you and I, Jerry, uh, putting in um, 
expenses for our trip all the way out to Blue Point. Which I never do, ever. But when I saw that tolls were over $30 and it was almost a full tank of gas to yeah. go back and forth, you know what? We put in. Yeah. Company, I, I honestly never do that. Yeah. To me, it's like it seems like more trouble than it's worth unless it's worth, it's worth the trouble. a very long. Well, David rejected my claim. Oh, he did? At first, he goes, it looks like you put a duplicate toll in. I said, no, 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 oh. the Verrazano is $10.17 each way. So funny you say that because I put, I put, uh, you must have. Hmm. And I because, put the screenshot of the toll. Yeah, because I did the same thing when I, when I did my expense report, it popped up as like, hmm, I think you've entered this twice. Like, no, <laughs> one's on the way there, one's yeah. on the way back. Yeah. Think about what we're talking about. $21 to use a bridge. Yeah. What the F, man? And it's not like it's a luxurious bridge. Like, it's, if it was, like, no traffic, luxurious travels, I would pay for that. And that's the other thing. You talk about North Carolina being lovely. No yeah. tolls Is anywhere. Right? It's like heaven out there. So I said it was. it cost $30 to go do a remote broadcast on Friday, yet I drove to Myrtle Beach for $19. Like, what the hell? Do I want to move to North Carolina or South Carolina? You can move to North Carolina. I think you're probably better off, a little better with the weather, I think, with the storms. In north? I think so. But you're not near a beach. Are there beaches? There, there? Oh, there oh, there are. North Carolina's along the shore. Sure. Okay. Yeah, of course. I All probably right. should go on vacation there first before I decide to, uh, when I retire at 60, to move there. I would there. say that might be a good idea. Right? But yeah, let's see. North Carolina beaches. Isn't um, isn't Nags Head the be- part? That sounds, like a, that sounds like a real place. Yeah, Nags Head. Me and Kim went there when we were. 21. Young lovers. 27 years ago we went there, yeah. And that was a beach area? Beautiful. Yeah, really nice. Now, there's plenty of beach areas in North Carolina. My dad was stationed in uh, South Carolina when he was in the Air Force. That's what was South Carolina? Yeah. Fort Sumter, I think it was called. My dad might have been there, too, actually. Is that right? Imagine if our dads were best friends and they didn't know it, when we didn't know it. How old is your dad? He he was born in 44. Mm, I think my dad was born in 47. Okay. So I don't think that their paths would have crossed. Right. I don't think. Your dad was in Vietnam, yes. He was, yeah. So it was mine. My dad, though, was, uh, I think my dad was in the Philippines for a, bun- for a bunch of that time. All right, I don't think my he father. He was based in the Philippines. Yeah, I don't think that was the case. For my dad, anyway. Imagine if we went to Nam, Jerry, how manlier we'd be than we are. No. No, I couldn't. Could you imagine going to Vietnam when you were like a teenager? That's insane. You see what's happening in Russia right now. What's going on there? They're trying to start a draft. What? And 18 year old, 18 to 25 year old men are fleeing out of the country. And so they want to, what do they say, put in martial law? Yeah. To get the military to help round them up. And so you ain't leaving. We're, You're enlisting. Were you concerned about that? Like you, of when, when we were in high school, we had a sign. I, I forget was. what that was called. You'd sign up for, for the draft. Yeah, but it would, they had they had a nicer name for it. It yes. wasn't like you were. It was like civil service or something. Yes. But that's what it was for. But those years when there was any type of conflict going yeah, on, I was wondering. like, "What in the hell?" I do remember my dad telling me, "Though, relax. There's a we have half a million people in the military. It's not like it was, you know, back in the '60s, and it's a little different these days. It's good. And now, the military is more. It's more tech. It's really crazy, right. actually." So I don't know that we'll ever see that again. But then again, who knows? You never know. No, you never know. And I got a son who's 18 now. Right. Will be, and little guy's 12. I mean, it's, you know, as I, I'll tell you this. It worries me more as a parent, as you can imagine. Yeah. Than it did for myself. 
I remember no hearing like it was up until 25 or something, right? Yeah. Imagine like, so as you're telling me, a big muscular 26-year-old couldn't go help us out? Well, he could as long as they enlisted. You can't you can't bring them. Yeah. I remember hitting that age, and I was like, whoosh. Went and get drunk for the first time yeah. and had sex. <laughs> and I'm out of the And touched yourself. <laughs> Plus, I'm not going to be drafted. There, yeah, it's a, a non-draft party. <laughs> wow, what a party that was. I can, Im- <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, well. I did think about, like, well, do maybe I go to Canada? Like, how does that work? Like, I can't be in the military. I have a friend of mine who, I mean, was very set on if anything ever happened, gone. Just same mindset. I never had that mindset ever. Yeah. But he was, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not fighting. He was a very um, a peace and love, not war guy, which I totally get. I understand that. But to the point where family, see ya. Gotta go. <laughs> I also appreciated those people that after nine eleven signed up for the military. Sure. They were pissed. Yeah, a lot of people did that. Like the poor the guy in the Cardinals who wound up losing his life over there. Oh yeah, um, a lot of people. Pat you know, uh, Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman. Yeah, and didn't even and sadly died during an exercise out there, not during a conflict. Right. You know, with the enemy. But yeah, there are a lot of people that did that. I remember I was pissed after nine eleven. This is. Is funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. I that's what I wanted to go do airport security. Why is that funny? Good for know. you. I, I I did not pass the test. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? Of, how did you fail that? I, the test was they would show you all these X-rays and they'd go by fast. Yeah, and you had to pick out oh, the no, ones. Okay, I could see where that. they looked uh, something like There's no training for that. No, oh, that was the training. <laughs> I guess they wanted to show you, see that you could pick stuff up, and then they would train you after that. Wow. Yeah. So you wanted to be a TSA agent. Yeah, I was so pissed. I was like, I'm going to stop these uh, hijackers next time. How terrible would you feel, though, if you were on right. duty and one got by you? Yeah. You know it's, it's just... Right, and they showed the video, and they went through my line. Holy crap. Yeah, you, it'd be, be some tough days. Absolutely. It weigh very heavily on you. No doubt. Wow. That was when? So that was right around 2001? Yeah, it was. It was two, it had to be uh, 2002 when I was like, I was, uh, wasn't yeah. sure what was going on with Ron and Fez. It was kind of very stressful. Before before Boomer and Carton, before David yeah. Lee Roth. Yeah, before all that, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm pissed. And you know where I was? Here. <laughs> <laughs> Way back then. Yeah, working with Joe overnight. So yeah. it was the overnight anchor. That was before children. Pretty wild. Could you see me now as a TSA agent? Yes. Pain in the ass. Oh, my God. I think you're actually the perfect fit for it. Open your bag. Attention to detail. Yeah. Gigantic pain in the ass. And I think you'd be good at it. Right. If I took that test now, I'd probably win. I'd probably do do very well. You might. But you might get some good recommendations. A a letter of recommendation from every person (laughs) you've ever come across. We've got to hire this guy. This guy's a giant. I could get the Bradley Police Department. This guy is a pain in the ass. You get the Bradley Police Department because we want to get you the hell out of Bradley Beach. Get him out of here. Stop annoying them. (laughs) Out of here. Oh, man. Hands above your head. You got keys in your pocket. Computers out. Shoes off. Belt off. That's it. You'd be good to go. I'd see famous people going through the line. You would. Yes, you would. Well, who cares? Mr. Brad Pitt, belt off, please. Right, well, I don't pull your him. pants down. I think he's pretty much uh, going to private planes with his pants down. Oh, right. Well, I don't think he's coming across you in Newark. Mm. All right, Jerry, let's do the uh, warm-up show. All right. So.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. So you know what that means. Court is back in session with Queens of the Court, a WNBA podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll bring you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court, free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The hits keep coming. Oh, what a judgy and blast. The home of Yankees baseball is WFAN. Way up in the bleachers. The fan on 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't right, let's suck. Let's do it. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Hello, it is Tuesday morning in New York City. The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? And across from me, his name is Al Cooper Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. Well, How you be? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. I watched uh, last night, I put on uh, the Giant game. And I was just like going to watch each team get the ball once, go to bed. And that be that. Come in in the morning. This and, was uh, a terrible first half for you. It was. I mean. Field goal, field goal, field oh, goal. That game was. Second half was fun. That game was 6-3 to three at halftime. Yeah, terrible. What a sleeper. Well, but you, but you had a couple things that could have changed that from being 6-3. to three. You had a horrendous no call on what should have been defensive holding at the very least on the Giants. I think it was Noah Brown that he could have gotten open for a score, didn't. You had C.D. Lamb that was wide open that likely would have been, if not a touchdown pass, at least a 30- or a 40-yard completion. He dropped the ball. You then had the Giants make a huge first down, and then they call a very questionable offensive passing interference, which I didn't care for. I really a terrible call, I thought. So there were things that kind of prevented them from putting the ball in the end zone, but a lot of field goals. A lot of field goals. Yeah. Second kinda, half was fun. Kind of like those cowboy uniforms when they're in the blue jerseys. They look yeah, pretty good. And that stigma from the uh, 1980s that yeah. they can't win in blue anymore is right. gone. That's gone. Because that re- that was reminiscent last night of Phil Simms, LT, Harry Carson, we're wearing white to make them wear blue. Yes. So it kind of looked cool. It did look kind of cool. Now, Cooper Rush, why can't they, like... He's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Why doesn't this guy get a contract somewhere? He keeps winning. He might. He played last year on a – I think it might have been Thursday night, but I think it was a Sunday night game. He played a great game, and the Cowboys beat the Vikings in Minneapolis. Then 
last week he was okay. He was good. And last night I thought he played really well last night. Three and zero as a starter. Yeah. No, he when Dak got hurt, I didn't think the season was over because I thought I mean, even Boomer said they might be better off for this for a few weeks to kind of find their way. Cooper Rush is kind of a guy that's not going to kill you out there. He made some really good throws last night. He did. Some very nice throws. Now, now. It, it does help, and I'm not going to have the whole offensive line conversation, but it does help that he's got all night to throw, and you've got very skilled receivers out there. When you've got time to throw and they got time to get open, it does help. Yeah, not bad. He did put the, he did throw some high balls, but his he did. guys got up there and got him. I thought the, They're tall fellas. There was one in the first quarter or the second quarter. After they were going left to right, so maybe that was the first quarter. That was maybe the first quarter where he went up to Noah Brown. How the hell the yes. kid caught the ball? I have no idea. Otherwise, it goes through his hands for an interception. Do you like when the radio guys go, we move left to right? Well, yeah, I say that too because it gives, gives you, you a vision of what you'd be watching yeah. on TV. Yeah, I do like that as well. Mm-hmm. I always think of, in my head, it's always Gene Deckeroff uh, from the Buccaneers Last time days. he was in a football game? <laughs> <laughs> Wheel, Buccaneers football, we move left to right. Yes, then you at least can envision it. This was my favorite stat that I read about this morning. Daniel Jones is now 0-9 in, yeah. in prime time. Yeah, he's Gary, like Kirk he, Cousins. He's a not-ready-for-prime-time player like the old yeah. SNL guys. You know what? This is not going to be a popular take. Yeah. Daniel Jones can play at this level. Really? He did not play bad last night at all. The is guy's right? running for his life. He's got drop passes all over the place. There's nothing worse than... The Cowboys score. Giants are down seven, right? Fair enough. It's a seven-point game. Got it, right? I think it was it was 23-16. It was 23-16. Hold on. I'm thinking. Mm, maybe it was before they kicked the field goal. Whatever. I forget. It, it all blends. The Giants had the ball with about, I guess it was five and a half minutes to get. Yeah, it was after the Ezekiel Elliott touchdown, I think. They've got a second down play. Sterling Shepard drops the ball. Now, I feel bad for him. He got hurt late. Fine. But he hit Sterling Shepard along the right side. I thought it was a catch and a fumble. They rule it incomplete. Point is, it was a perfect throw. Would have gone for 15 to 20 yards. First down. Nope. Now it's third down. You hit Kenny Galladay. Drops the ball. Could have curled and run for a first down. And now you're punting. I mean, I, I don't know what you want the guy to do. He's running all. He runs for 80 yards. He got hit 12 times last night. He got sacked five times. I don't know. At the end of the day, you can only be as good as the rest of your team is. Pressured 24 times. How yeah, about that? Right. And how many times was Cooper Rush pressured? Zero. Well, a couple. He but had zero pressures. Big difference. It's a big difference. Yeah, I don't know what to make of this game. It was kind of hard to tell. You know, uh, Saquon Barkley uh, finished with 81 yards, although 36 were on the touchdown run. Yeah, but he didn't run it much. I think even if yeah. you take that away, he had a well, lot of good three, four, five-yard runs. You're right, because I did take that away. And 13 carries for 45 yards, which is still more it's than okay. three. Yeah, it's three, almost three about three yards. and a half. A carry. I mean, they got him behind the line of scrimmage a couple of times. I thought he ran it well. He st- and he had four or five catches for 50 yards. So if you're a Giants fan, Jerry, what do you take away from this game? What is your what are you to think of their two and one record? Is that a fake two and one record no. or is No, it's not a fake two and one because that game was there to be won last night. They're winning that game in the second half. It's not it's not fake. Eddie, can you distract him for just one second? Talk to him about Bradley Beach or his dog really quick. No, no, you can talk on the air. Oh, on the air. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Al. The offensive line doesn't protect Dan. You stop talking to him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, distracting. distracting. Uh, And defensively, they got to be better. You know, 
And I think it issues. I know that not everybody played last night, so they had issues defensively. But and oh, that's the other thing. They get the ball with a couple minutes to go. Now they're backed up, and he throws the interception. Why? I don't know. He hit the guy right in the gut. But why did he hit the guy right in the gut? Trayvon Diggs. Because Sills fell down. He throws the ball to the spot he's supposed to be at. Sills falls. You know. So I don't think it's a fake two and one. I think they're going to be three and one after this week. And I think they're going to be okay. See, I think they're going to lose to the Bears now. They can't lose to the Bears. They might. Nobody better lose to the Bears anymore. (laughs) I mean, what do the Bears have? Like, if you had to pick up... uh, Rokon Smith. So, so what, what... where are the Bears stand out? What, defensively. Defensively, okay. Yeah. And the Giants do not stand out offensively. So that could be a win for the Bears. Um, yes, it could be. But I do think the Giants can get the ball up and down the field and kick field goals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, the Cowboys did it yesterday, too. The Buccaneers Absolutely. did it, did it two days ago. Yeah. Where you settling for field goals, settling for field goals. And eventually, eventually it you comes got back. Us. Yes, I didn't even like, and I know, I guess you have to do this. When the Giants were down two scores, yeah, they need a field goal. 23-13. 23-13. Yeah. And they kicked the field goal instead of trying that's to score a, the but that's about I ex- hate that. But that's extending the game, though. I guess. Because if you don't get it, you're now down two scores, and time is now your enemy. Yeah, but then you're, I don't know, it just feels, it feels... Easier to say, hey, I'm gonna. I just need to go down and get in the area for a long field goal, as opposed to now I got to get the ball back with no time left and try to go hundred percent. Or is it harder to need the ball back twice? That's the pro. That's where you run into the whole um, late in the game. Like I always believe, if you're down, let's say ten points, eleven points, whatever the case may be, you need the touchdown on the field goal, maybe the touchdown on the two point conversion, whatever. As soon as I get into field goal range, like if time's winding down, sometimes teams will take the clock all the way down just trying to jam the ball in the end zone. And then you're left with 30 seconds to get the onside kick or get the stop with your three timeouts. But you give yourself no time to do anything. I'd rather as soon as I hit that 20-yard line and I know the percentage of the field goal is in the 80s or 90s, kick the field goal and then we'll worry about the touchdown because you can't tie the game before you do both. Yeah, I like that idea. Save time. Kick the field goal on first down just to give the other I, team the ball back so that you hope to get I, the ball back with some time I left. would do that because either that'd way be, you need the ball back twice. That would be a good coaching move, Jerry. That would be a good coaching move. Why doesn't it? I don't ever recall people doing that. I don't know if they've done it on first down. You've had teams that have done that. If they don't get that quick score to yeah. conserve time, they'll kick the field goal. But I'm like you. As soon as I get to where I need to be, depending upon the time and the timeout situation, like on the opposite side, on the plus side of the two-minute warning, if I've only got two timeouts in that two-minute warning and I'm anywhere near field goal range, kick the field goal because I know I can get the ball back with one stop and the, the two timeouts in the two-minute warning Yeah, as opposed to, to keep trying to jam it in the end zone. Now, with Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott running for 178 yards, mm. was that outstanding running by them or bad defense by the Giants? I thought both. I thought Pollard had a couple of runs where there were gaping holes. Like, Jason Peters comes in last night, and I, I didn't know what you were going to get from him. And he comes into the game, they put him at left guard. The first play, he just pancakes the linebacker, opens up a hole, and I don't remember if it was Elliott or Pollard on that play, but it goes for like 15, 20 yards. So I thought defensively the Giants weren't great. The Cowboy offensive line played well. But Elliott, I thought, was more of a power run game, whereas Pollard is just slippery, and he's just quick. So they make a really good one-two punch. 
That was and, good. And why are we sitting here year after year after year talking about the offensive line? Because they haven't been able to get it right. I don't know. It is Evan Neal. I feel bad for him because he got just steamrolled last night. Um, everybody was talking about Micah Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence had three sacks, hit Jones another couple of times. Parsons got to him, didn't sack him, but got to him a couple of times. It was just, you know, Bohanna played well. Dorrance um, Armstrong played. They, I don't know. I, the, I don't know. The I, offensive line years. Are, I know, it's years. It annoys me because it feels like an excuse, but then I also... You acknowledge it, though. Right. So uh, what do you do? You can't you can't constantly complain and blame the offensive line because it gets old and boring, but it's also their fault. Mm-hmm. It's also a fact. Like And, I, and again, I, I will turn this around. If Cooper rushes the Giants, and he was on the Giants, what was last year, two years ago, whatever, for a little while. If Cooper rushes playing for the Giants last night, those results aren't any better because he'd be running for his life. And I don't know that he can scramble like Daniel Jones can. Like That's the part of his game, and I know you don't want him to get hurt. But, boy, if it wasn't for him scrambling out of pressure, he might have got sacked nine or ten times last night. But he's got, like, Tom Brady, you saw the other day, the pocket collapses, he just goes down. Like, I ain't getting hurt, I'm going down, and I sure as hell ain't running. Daniel Jones probably escaped, I would say, at least three or four additional sacks on top of the five. I always think, though, when you have a quarterback who runs... Yeah, that sometimes they're they the at the second there's a a collapse of the line they're taken off Maybe. as opposed to running around behind the line of scrimmage looking for somebody. You might be right, but that's what Kyler Murray does. He yes. just runs all over the place yeah. and waits for somebody to get open. Yeah, which is not easy to do. All by the way. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it was a. I think if you're a Giant fan, you're you're disappointed with last night for sure. But I do think you saw. I think you saw some good that gives you hope going forward. And I think they really can get the three. I really think they should beat the Bears Sunday. They have to beat the Bears Sunday. Now, Sterling Shepard was carted off the field late. Yeah, it was on the interception. What's his story? Uh, well, my guess is going to be it's going to be a torn ACL again. What? So you think he's done? I do. Yeah, I do. And you know, it's so two things about that. Number one, it happens on a play away from him. So you feel – I didn't I, – all the replays I've seen, and I'm sure they showed it, I didn't see how he went down because it was on the interception when Sills falls down coming out of his break, which is why Diggs picks off the ball. Um, so this was away from the play somewhere. You just feel terrible for him because if you remember, he makes that touchdown catch and run in Tennessee, and he was so excited and so happy to be back. And it's just it's terrible. It could be his career. I mean, I don't know if you come back from that. And, again, I don't know what it is. Just telling you what it would appear to be. What it looked like. I would think so. I mean, Brian Dable said afterwards when they asked him, you know, how he was doing, not good. So that sucks. That does suck. And it also means Kenny Galladay. Let's go. Step your game up. And he did. That was a big drop last night he had. You know, I'm not saying they were going to drive the ball down the field and tie it, but, I mean, my God. Off the top of your head, how many drops do you think the Giants had? I was, Big ones that you recall. Well, big ones, but I would say... The two at the end for sure were big drops because you're down seven and the balls were put exactly where they had to be. I would say four. Four drops. Yeah, because Barkley had the one early where he could have run forever if he catches it. Uh, yeah, those two, and I'm sure there's one or two that I'm not thinking of at the moment. 
but yeah, I mean, it's not good. And that Giants-Bears game, that's in MetLife, and it's uh, one of those one o'clockers. Yes. One o'clockers. Mm. You going to call that a cool game, Jerry, on Friday? I am not. <laughs> the Bears are involved. I don't think I've ever called a Bear game a cool game. Have you? No. Yeah, like, so unless the fridge is playing. And yeah, we... I think in 1985 when we were doing cool games. Every we, week. Yeah, every week they were a cool game. 2022, not a cool game. Or remember when that 85 Bears team kicked the Cowboys' butt? 44 nothing. Oh, that was the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, I remember. And if it, the one thing about that game, too, this is a weird fact, if you remember this or not. They put that game on locally in New York to start because there was a TV feed issue with the Jets or I forget who was playing at home, probably the Giants. So they go to Bears Cowboys while they're trying to fix the technical issues. And the Cowboys are driving. The first drive, they get the ball and they're moving down the field. And I remember thinking, oh, the Bears, you know, yeah, Cowboys will take care of them because the Cowboys had a good year in 85. They won the division. I think they were 10 and 6, I think. And, um, so all of a sudden, I think they cross the 50, and you're thinking, here we go. And then they switch over to the Giant, probably the Giant game. Next thing you know, 44 nothing, 44 nothing. And what the, happened? The Sports <laughs> Illustrated cover was like Danny White getting mauled. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he like up in the air getting yeah. clobbered or something? Yeah, there were three Bears defenders <laughs> with their hands on him. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I'm going to take a break. It's 517, just getting started. Got a lot to do, including uh, Aaron Judge. Also, I want to debut a new award. I don't know if I'm going to do it here, though, or with Boomer and Geo. All right. I want to call it the Gas Ass. (laughs) Yes. The the Gas Ass Bag Award. The Gas? No. The Gas Ass Bag. The Gas Ass Bag. Or the Ass Gas Bag. All right. No, we'll call it the Ass Gas Bag Award. The Ass Gas Bag Award. Yes. We'll call it that, because some announcers are not really nice. To some of our local players. Is that right? That is correct. So perhaps I'll give you the story, and then Mm. we'll play the audio at 630. How's that sound? There you go. All right. We got all that and more coming up, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Oh, that's me. Hold on. Meat Puppets. It is the Meat Puppets, Jerry. Backwater by Meat Puppets. That's it. 25 after 5 with the Meat Puppets. Ah, one correction. So the Sterling Shepard injury last year was a torn Achilles, not an ACL. This looks like we, G came in and showed us the video, which I don't know how I missed it last night, but whatever. It looks like an ACL to me, and it's the same leg. And so, it's a weird injury because he's not doing anything. Saying, yeah, he he's running a pass pattern, which he's then not a part of, it looks like. So he slows down to a jog. There is no one near him. No. And then he grabs his knee and goes down. Yeah, just terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. So I just best wishes to uh, Sterling Shepard because that doesn't look good. Yeah, that did not look good. Uh, Aaron Judge, Jerry, once again, gives us nothing. Well, I get yeah, he, he singled nothing. in the first inning. Well, those don't count. He walked again. He still uh, did. A, they, he had a chance in the tenth inning, but they decided to walk him and load the bases. But first base wasn't open, by the way. First and second, two out. Put him on free. Got the Barry Bonds treatment last night. But he'll he also right. struck out. He'll be all right. I'm Everyone keeps saying concerned. he's going to be all right. But I'm here not we concerned. go. We're, we're, last... He's too good. He's too good. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that. I, I'm not. I'm not. Cons- Here's what I'll be concerned next Tuesday. Why is that? 
Well, it's the end of the season. Oh, next Tuesday? Next, right? Next so, Wednesday. I think next Tuesday, Wednesday is the final two days of the season, I think. All right. That's, that's when you'll be worried. I'll be concerned if we're sitting here Monday morning and he's still sitting on 60. Then I'm concerned. What are we at today? We're two, this is Tuesday? This is Tuesday. Okay. So by Monday morning, we come back from the weekend, Jerry. Yes. And, and it still hasn't happened? Correct. Then I'll be concerned. That'd be a problem. Right now, I'm not. Okay. I'm just not. I'd have to find out what, like, his longest plate appearance drought is. Oh, it's a drought. Now, the Yankees uh, uh, lost 3-2. to two. Yes. Vlad Guerrero Jr. So here's my question. Yeah? Why would you not walk? So the Yankees just, the Blue Jays just walked Judge. Yes. Not with first base open. First and second. And two out. Fine. We'll put the go-ahead run on third because Anthony Rizzo ain't going to beat us. All right. Well, it worked out for you. You, not, you don't want to face Judge. It's a tie game. Am I wrong? Tie game, extra innings, in fact, Jerry. Nobody on first, runner on second, and you've got arguably their best, I mean, I would think their most feared hitter up in Vlad Guerrero Jr. He doesn't mean anything. Why would you pitch to him? That's a great point, Jerry. Put him on. That was weird. Did uh, I wonder if anyone asked uh, Aaron Boone? uh, They did ask, and of course, we don't have it, I don't believe. (laughs) I I don't think we do. i got to go back and listen. All right. But I did see the quote. Um, where he was asked, well, why would you not walk Guerrero? Yeah. And he said, because Alejandro Kirk is no better of an option. Now, I disagree. Too. You might tell me his batting average is a little bit better, but Alejandro Kirk is not the same as facing Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm Correct. sorry, he's not. He's just not. Right, if you were to ask uh, people who casually watch baseball, they know who uh, Guerrero Jr. is. Yes. They don't know Kirk. Well, they might know Kirk now because of the Alec Manoa stuff and the the uh, reporter up there that, Fat shamed him. Oh, yes. And by the way, Manoa received some sportsmanship award for having the back of his teammate and was given like an $80,000 prize to which he donated to a children's group up in Toronto. Is that right? How about that? So being a good teammate does pay off. It did pay off, yes. That's what you're saying here. That's what I'm saying. At this point, should the uh, Maris family just stay home? <laughs> no, because there are. My guess is the Yankees are paying for all this. <laughs> but they, I mean, they've probably. My guess is that the Roger Maris's family is not sitting there watching baseball every night. That's just my guess. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. They're gonna be like these games are so boring. <laughs> what are we doing? Now we got to be in Toronto. So you think the Yankees are? They're putting them up in uh, hotels. I would think, because I heard, was it John or Sue? Someone said over the weekend that they plan to stick this out until he passes Maris. You think they get a per diem for meals? I don't know. The Maris family? Maybe they actually have the team meals with the club. I don't know. That'd be awkward. I have no idea. They, like, sit down at the at the at uh, in the cafeteria with Aaron Judge and be like, how about tonight? Because we really want to go home. Go home. <laughs> it's enough. Break the record. We're enjoying our... Per diem meals right. with the team, but we want to go home. Um, I don't think they have said that, but I wouldn't be surprised. And they get away from hit two. Right, they got away from the hit two. They do. Yeah, they do. Oh, but I do think when he hits the when he hits the next one, I think the other one will come quickly. It'll I come do. in bunches. I think so. Yeah. What do you think he ends up with now as we sit here on Tuesday? Sixty six. Really? Yeah. You think he hits six home runs between today and next week? Yeah. Wow. And I have to, because that's what I said two weeks ago. So oh, I'm okay, stick you're with sticking it. with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will stick with that. 
I just need one three home run game, and everything changes. What about this idea of Aaron Judge needing a uh, needing a blow, as they say, a rest? Well, who doesn't really? <laughs> I'm sure you Fair could point. use one. Yeah, I'd love a day off. That said, no, he's fine. He DH the other day. If that's not a day off, I don't that's, know what is. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, give me a break. DHing is a day off, and he's he's thirty years old. He's in great shape. No, he's he's and he's been like if you told me he's been o for he's o for his last nineteen, I agree with you. But he's still out there hitting doubles and singles, and no, he's fine. Need he, a blow, right? right. He doesn't. How's that triple crown thing working out so far? I think he's still in the lead from all three. Nice. I'm triple crown sure. is what, Jerry? Average home runs. And RBIs. And RBIs. Uh, let's, let's get a guy a blow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will tell you right now because he went one for three. I think he's batting 314 now. Okay. And I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. He, yes. I'm pretty sure he is leading. So he's 314. Luis Arise from the Twins is 313. And Xander Bogarts is 313. So... He leads in batting average by only a point. He leads in home runs by only 23. <laughs> and he leads in RBIs by 11 on Jose Ramirez. Okay, so it's really the average that's going to be a problem. Right. That's where he's got to maintain that lead. Now, Ralph Kiner-Falefa had a home run last Isaiah night. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he had a miscue. Yeah, double play. That led play. to a pair of Blue Jays runs. Hard hit ball for yeah. sure. That's a double play ball, though. And he had the home run first, right? Uh, yeah, they were up to nothing. Right, so he was feeling good about himself. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, look at this game I'm having my, for myself. Yep. Imagine like a, on a on a day when you hit a home run in a game, and then you get the miscue. You want it the other way around. Miscue, then the home run. To tie the game. Yeah, because then you're feeling good about yourself. You like, surprised me, though. Back. You surprised me, though. What? I thought you would have taken the tact of, hey, guys, we had five more innings to score. Six. Could you pick me up? Right. Not my fault you guys couldn't score for the next six innings. Also true. But it just would be nice if you're going to make a mistake, you make it early in the game, and then you make up for it later in the yeah, game. Yeah, you could make that case. That would be nice. So tonight we get uh, Yankees-Blue Jays again, and the Mets play the Marlins yes. in uh, City Field. Correct. They better whip their butts. They don't even have a manager anymore, Jerry. Well, no, Don Mattingly's still there. Oh, I thought he quit. Uh, I, he's going to finish out the season. Oh, uh, I don't know not... what the Marlins are going to do without him. They're 63-90. and 90. Man. <laughs> Oof, that's going to be tough. How do you replace that? Jerry, I don't know. They're playing for a, a manager that's not even going to be their manager anymore. <laughs> so I don't even know that we're going to get a... When they found out, they might actually play harder. <laughs> Great, let's play hard so we get a good manager in here. I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but, you know. I don't, You don't know. I know they made the playoffs, was it last year, two years ago, whatever it was, the pandemic year, but... I don't, I don't this know. is the problem with everything no in, in sports, right? You don't know how good or how how bad somebody is at managing, right. at quarterbacking. That's why you have to live on the results. Because everything around you determines that. Unless it's golf or tennis. That's exactly right. Right. That's why as great as Tom Brady has been, and I am not taking anything away from him. He's 45, doing amazing things, and it looks like he could play for another five years. He does. And he is probably the best I've ever seen. It'd be hard to argue that especially with his success. What about Cooper Rush? But let's be honest. If he doesn't have Adam Vinatieri, he doesn't win as many Super Bowls. If the Seahawks don't screw up at the goal line, they don't have that Super Bowl. If the Falcons don't vomit all over themselves up 28-3, to they don't have... Now, he did amazing things. I'm not saying he didn't, but a lot has to go right for things to go right for you. I, I You know, it's hard. It's tough. It's tough. I always think of that one, Boomer... 
a couple of years ago you used to mention Larry Fitzgerald as sure. a, as a guy. Like if Larry Fitzgerald was on a team that How about the Patriots? Yeah, that had a great quarterback, mm-hmm. that guy would have been I mean, he was great. He he's one of the best we've ever seen, but he doesn't get the notoriety. Right, because he wasn't mm-hmm. on team. And he'll go to the Hall of Fame and that's great. It's still not the same notoriety right. as being in prime time every week, touchdowns and viral videos and it's different. It's just different. And think of all the great quarterbacks you've seen that haven't had good defenses to where you've got to literally outscore teams. And you can't do that every week. Like, you need some help along the way. Not easy. No, it's not. Not easy. So It's like being a producer, Jerry. You can only be as good as your hosts. Right. You can make them a little better. You can make the show a little bit better. But if they suck, you suck. Did I suck uh, with David Lee Roth? It sounds like it, yeah. Or did it was uh, did I not have a good offensive line? I don't think he had any offensive line. No, with I had that no show. offensive line. I had no time to throw. So you know what it what it feels right. like to be Daniel Jones? Yes, Daniel Jones, I feel you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, quick break. It's twenty five in front of six. Five thirty five. Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. All right, 20 for 6. Very busy morning for you. We've got Giants, Cowboys. We've got uh, Yankees and Aaron George. And uh, the Nets did speak yesterday. I really don't want to play these clips this morning. But at some point, I'm going to have to. Man, I am pumped, Jerry, for uh, Mets Braves this weekend. Good for you. Like, I'm, like, getting excited for it. I hear you. It's going to be like playoff baseball. Braves won yes. last night, so it's a one-game lead now. And now we're all caught up. They've played the same amount of games. Okay. It is a true, legit one-game lead. Wow. Now, the Braves are playing the crappy Nationals. Mm-hmm. The Mets have the crappy Marlins. Don't go lose these games. Right. Do not go lose these games. It'd be nice if both teams won, 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 and then boom, then we meet up again with a one-game lead. very well might get that. That would be, or we meet up dead even. Dead even. That would be cool. They play, how, what do you think? Though? Those tickets got to be. I'm not going to say Sunday because Sunday's still an NFL day. Yep. As much as a diehard Met fan probably wants to go to the game, I think you still have the pull of the NFL yes. day. I would think. What if we did this? Once football season starts, uh, baseball games on Sunday start at 9 a.m. And then we get them done in during the pregame NFL show so that the games are over by 1 o'clock. Um. Well, you could do that, I suppose. And we let Scott Hansen show his highlights while it's going on. <laughs> I don't think so. So he's there earlier. So do you think now this game? These games are what is it called? Truest Park? Is that what it's called? True. True. I think True that's what Rest it's called. Park. Truest. Truest. T-R-U-I-S-T. Just Google it. Google it. Do you think, again? I know it's an NFL Sunday. Do you think that Atlanta is packed over the weekend? Um, I'll tell you. I'm going to say yes, but you know why? Because the Falcons. Are not good. That's a not very great. good point. No, that's true. That's a very no good point. No one likes Marcus Mariota. I mean, not that they dislike him, but he's he's got no buzz. Uh, buzz no buzz, no buzz. No, no buzz at all. No buzz. I would agree, and I'll tell you this. The secondary market, the tickets are expensive. There's a buzz there, Jerry. There is. Buzz for the Braves, no buzz for the Falcons. Yeah, Mets Nationals on so Saturday. So Friday the tickets are expensive, too, but Saturday in particular, the, the get-in price the cheapest seat I see is forty nine dollars. That's the bucks. cheapest seat for Saturday. And if you want to sit, I'll say I'm not even going to say the lowest level. I'll say, yeah, section one twenty, which is like not the first section. Yeah, behind, the cheapest price is four oh five. 
four oh five for a baseball game for a ba- for a Saturday baseball game that's not the postseason in Atlanta. That's so that tells me this place is going to be jammed on Saturday over the weekend. That's going to be some atmosphere. I got to check the uh, my big game will be I'll watch Friday Saturday Sunday. I'll peek in because Sunday's football. But you know what's interesting though. Saturday is probably more football down there than Sunday is because you're right. The Falcons suck, and you're in Atlanta. College football is probably, I would think, king. Yes, you got Georgia. So you know, and Georgia as isn't well. Isn't Georgia the number one team in the country now? Yes. I mean, so think about that. When I think of Georgia, I still think of Herschel, Herschel Walker. Walker. Yeah, you and me both. After all these years, I know that's all I. I attribute like I can't name another player that came out of Georgia. I, am, I completely agree. I think Herschel Walker. Yeah. Every time I see that uniform, Jordan Davis. It's so true. The singer, the country singer. Yeah. Miles Garrett got into a car crash yesterday. Did you see any details on this? I did. So it was a single car crash, meaning he did not hit another person. Right, I knew that. And he had a Porsche, and it flipped several times. He only had minor injuries, as did his uh, passenger, both wearing seatbelts. Shout out to the seatbelt people. Cops say <laughs> alcohol or other drugs did not play a factor. Right, but I'm like, did you hear, no. read why this happened? Nope. Or nope. speed that he was yet. driving? No. Yeah, so you got the same details I got. <laughs> like, I'm wondering how he got into this accident. I didn't know if you knew it was a Porsche. So I thought, boom, I got some details. Actually, I didn't. I did not see that All in right. the story. I did see pictures. It looked crazy. And then he was I, able to yeah. be okay. Get out with minor injuries, not even like. Yeah, no, it is it is it is fascinating when you see sometimes a car crash and then you find out that the person walked, not walked, but actually escaped severe injury. Yes. You know. Yeah, I worry him. about car crashes all the time. I've never been in a big one. Other than like you never offender. are. Yeah, but like I think about it all the time. Yeah, because it happens and you don't even know what's going to happen. I mainly think about like a deer just roaming out on the parkway. Yeah. At, 4 a.m. Yeah. And then me plowing into it. And then it anywhere at that time of night. Yeah, that's true. Like, even if you're on Route 35 in Seagirt, <laughs> yeah. you have no idea what could run out in front of your car. We should got to start making our ca- cars high enough. That the that... deer can run under them? <laughs> or that when we hit them, they don't come up onto the windshield and smash in and all of a sudden they're a passenger. Well, you could get yourself a big uh, Ford Raptor. Yeah. You'd be fine with that. I would be. I'd be like, doom, doom. Oh, sit pretty high. That. Right. You just keep going. I hit the deer. Did I hit something or is that just a pothole? <laughs> you also got to watch out sometimes, even if you're not the one who hits the deer, deer carcass. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> as you know, I've dealt with that before and I had, you know, deer spaghetti on the bottom of my car. You ran over a deer carcass A once. dead deer on the parkway, yes. In a small Ford Escort. Did you see it and just couldn't avoid it? Yeah, I saw it? it right after the guy in front of me swerved out of the way. Oh, okay. There was nowhere I could go. <laughs> and then you just ran right over the car. like a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as you're driving, you smell it cooking underneath. I did. My first thought was, is my car, is this car going to stop? Right. And it didn't. And then I'm like, all right, any flat tires? And nope, no problem. And then all of a sudden, you started smelling the burning flesh. It was brutal. And then you got home and looked underneath. Yeah, and then proceeded to get the hose to spray the dead carcass off the bottom of the car that was cooked. And literally spent like two hours cleaning the car and then went and took a nap and then went and played golf with Kevin Burkhart and Brian Monzo. (laughs) That was my day. And there was still spaghetti meat hanging. Now, when you washed it off your car, where did it go? Into, Into your driveway? No, I kept no. I kept the car in the street. Oh, okay. So that it could run into the sewer. Oh, 
So now we got deer carcass right so in the gross. sewer. So gross. Yeah, yeah well, like that's careful. the worst thing that's in the sewers <laughs> these days. I mean, come on now. Jerry, I always love a good uh, back and forth on Twitter between uh, athletes or ex-athletes. Yeah, sure. so yeah. This was a good one. Oh, I, have was... a back, I have a back and forth a response, rather. I can give you two after this. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, this was between Shannon Sharp, former Bronco standout, right. and Jerry Judy, current Bronco wide receiver. Right. Shannon Sharp said something to the effect of uh, uh, Jerry Judy's running all these routes in the offseason, but he, he can catch a ball during games. Right. And I'm paraphrasing. Yep. But I'm not paraphrasing what uh, Jerry Judy wrote back. He wrote back, and you be doing all that talking during the season while your breath be smelling like your ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's funny. (laughs) It is funny, although it was revealed that Shannon Sharp goes through a thing of Listerine like every couple days, like a big juggle. Like he's a a hardcore mouthwash guy. So his... His breath should be great. Would not, should not be smelling like his ass. No, it should smell minty fresh. That was a great line. I love to see that in print. <laughs> it makes you laugh. It's very funny. And it's like it's rude, but it's funny at the same time. <laughs> and I would venture to guess, I could be wrong, I would guess that at some point Shannon Sharp actually laughs at yes, that. Yes, c- correct. <laughs> like, you know, you know what? I applaud you. Right, it's like, oh, wait, Jerry Judy has responded to me. And it says, <laughs> my breath smells like my ass. All right. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that was a good one. So I, I think you like should that. use that on Twitter now. Okay. When, you, when people have bad tweets and they're mean. You'd be tweeting during during the day while you're at work while your breath be smelling like your ass. <laughs> I would love to see the response from that then. Because <laughs> people aren't going to take kindly to it. Either that yeah. or they're just going to call up and curl up in a ball yes. and go hide in the corner. Boom. Did you So remember back in the AFC Championship game when Tyreek Hill was with the Chiefs and the Bengals beat them and Eli Apple was, you know, talking smack about Tyreek Hill? Oh, yeah. Did that all ring a bell for you? It does you? ring a bell for me. <laughs> so the other day... If I can find it here. The other day, after the Dolphins beat the Bills, they reminded Tyreek Hill, you're playing the Bengals Thursday night and uh, and Eli Apple. Can't wait to go against Eli Apple, man. I owe you, boy. I owe you. I'm here. The cheetah is here. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. That's going to be a a fun Thursday night game. It should be. It should be. That should be uh, electric, as they say. Oh, man, Jerry, it's Tuesday. I didn't do my Fugazi 5. How did you forget? Guy, that giant got caught up in the Giants yesterday. All right. So I'm going to do it tomorrow. Let's save it for tomorrow. Because you, you had a process last night. Right. Game ended late. Thank you, Jerry. Last for week, up. the Giants were on your list. Yeah. Clearly, they're not going to be. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys will be again. We uh, don't know that. I do know that. They lost. You, I don't think you... Well, no, you have taken a team that's lost and kept them there because they've been so good. Yes. I'm or going to venture to bet that they're not on the list, but here's what you got to do. you got to tune in tomorrow at 525 to find out. Tomorrow, 525-25. We will have right the there. fraudulent list of five I favorite teams. I believe I forgot it. For, uh, yes. Because I was just about to say how I was talking about the Thursday night game and how fun the Dolphins are to watch now. You know what I love? Hint, Jerry? hint. I love when Waddle catches a touchdown and he waddles. Well, how about the crowd waddles? Yeah, and the crowd waddles. That's Where awesome. is that game? Is that game in Miami? I should know this. And he I, says, no, it's in the natty. It's in, Well, that's a good thing because with the weather in Florida, and I see the Bucks probably going to go use the Dolphins facility this week to kind of 
I'm in below the storm, which is yes. kind of hitting that area. Yeah, I think, the Tampa tomorrow. area, the Gulf. Yeah, which is not a good situation. Did people just start doing the waddle? Like, his name has been Waddle his whole life. I don't know. Were they doing this in college? I have no idea. My guess would be maybe. I don't know. It's so fun. Well, why don't you go watch him play a game and go Waddle? <laughs> waddle. Like, I root for Waddle just to see him and like, I believe that. The large people in the crowds do the waddle. Did you get the whole thing straightened out yesterday where you got uh, you were confused? About by, what? By the uh, the highlight thing with Chris Rose about the celebration? Yes. And the I thrusting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a key and peel skit everyone okay. told me. So you got that all figured out? I got out. that all figured out. Uh, just making sure. Uh, Chris Rose is very tricky. He's very clever is what he very is. Very clever. And he got one in on you. All right, quick break. When Will we your come breath back- be smelling like your ass? <laughs> When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now in Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on that Cowboy quarterback who's 3-0. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Well, we got a couple more minutes. Gio already in the studio. Boomer will join him in two and a half. What, uh, Cowboys beat the Giants. Yankees lost to Toronto. Uh, Jerry, a uh, fellow moon dog on uh, Twitter, What's says up, that uh, the hurricane is going to be a big factor for Mets Braves this weekend. Oh, we bad weather. Up, no, it's going to suck in a key series like this. You get double headers. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I know. No one hates a double header more than you. It's because it's just. It's, it's not always a split. No, no. Even if it's not always <laughs> a split, you don't get a. I feel like you don't get a full team. You don't get. A-listers from the team in Lindor both games. Lindor will play both games. Alonzo will play both games, as we've gone over this already. That's not true. You also don't get that on a Sunday after a Sunday day game after a night game. I suppose. It, well, that's true. And Gio was right. You know, yesterday we were talking about uh, this NFL investigation regarding Tua yeah. and whether he came into a game after a concussion. They're going to have an answer in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> what is there to review? Because I don't think they're buying it. That's what there is to review. But don't you have to get tested for a here's concussion a, a order to go in, back As, in? That's what Independent they want. Doctors? That's what they want to make sure. Oh, okay. But why I, does that take two weeks? I have no idea. They got to talk to everybody involved. I don't know. All I will tell you is if his back hurt him that badly that he couldn't stand up, what is, how'd they get him back on the field in 20? Like those back pains don't go away that quickly. Maybe they gave him a pedoral. Well, maybe that maybe they shot him up. I don't know. I don't maybe that's what they want to investigate. I don't know. All right, that's no. But I did hear sense. Mike McDaniel was very emotional that he's very very caring about player safety. So okay. I would assume no wrongdoing on his part. Yes. And maybe there was none at all, but they're gonna check. Well, I, we'll know in two weeks, Jerry. They're trying to protect the player. Isn't that a good thing? Of course. All right. Now, we also get a London game this week. And this will be the 31st game in London, Jerry. Still have not put two winning teams so I know against the Viking, each other. Who are the Vikings playing? Saints. Uh, you know they're already calling for Jameis Winston not to be the starter. Who do they want? Taysom Hill? I guess. I, Dennis Allen was answering those questions after Sunday. Like, you're sticking with him? Yes, we're yes. sticking with him. Yes, we are. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's 930 in the morning. It's fine, but not the best game. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.